if I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with podcast that you're that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of podcasters uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. From an undisclosed location, thousands of fathoms beneath the sea. This is the Deep Dive Podcast. All ahead, one third. Up skull. Battle stations. Battle stations! Hello, divers, and welcome to a very special episode of the Deep Dive Podcast, the only podcast guaranteed to cure leprosy. Wow. <laughs> is that scientifically proven? Also not FDA proved yet. Oh, all right then. Wow. <laughs> My name is Manda, co-host extraordinaire, famed beauty and lover of all things dinosaur, but of course you already knew that. Mm. And with me is my great buddy Tom Feeney. A somewhat lesser fan of the dinosaur, but I'm I'm here nonetheless. And you're also a cool dad. I am. I am a, I am a cool dad. You're a cool dad. Also a writer for Wingstrap Movie Magazine. Yes, yes. A new issue out at some point in the future. On Amazon.com. But if you like us, we would love for you to go ahead and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can reach out to us on our various social medias. Also, we love feedback. Go ahead and email us at thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com. Just remember, we only read positive feedback. Negative feedback, we ignore completely. <laughs> So, you know, just so you're aware of that, um, that just helps us out in... That's fair. You know, with ourselves. Yeah, I mean, we're giving disclaimers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're nothing, if not honest. Right. And honestly, if you don't like the show, I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) As I was saying, very, very special episode today. Do you know why? Oh, I think I do, because this is something you've been begging to do since episode one. That is true, actually. There's about seven clips of me asking for this episode. Yes, there, <laughs> yes, there are. So today, ladies and gentlemen, it is the episode you have all, let's face it, all been waiting for. And by all, we mean Manda. Um, yeah, okay. We're going to talk about dinosaurs. Woohoo! Dinosaurs! I am so pumped that I... I, I, I would like to say that I'm full of air, but that doesn't sound very... Never mind. I'm just really excited. Yes, I can tell. And and for those of you who are not watching and just listening because it's only an audio podcast, <laughs> uh, Manda has dressed for the occasion yes. entirely yes. in Jurassic Park gear. I have. I have. Uh, I've got some Jurassic Park PJs, a t-shirt on. I considered wearing my socks, but I thought I don't want to be too overkill. Right. And you have uh, <laughs> face painted as a dinosaur. Yep. 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 Now, can you guess which one? Uh, Dilophosaurus? close no. really yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, i can't uh <laughs> so we're gonna discuss some really cool selections for you that perhaps aren't as well known mm-hmm. which of course is the whole point of our podcast is it not right we go ahead and discuss some of our favorite obscure moments across social and streaming medias that you can find later and then thank us exactly uh like that time uh when uh you picked zootopia <laughs> okay. Oh wait, it wasn't like that. But. <laughs> Minus that one time, okay. 
I literally knew that was going to come back at me at some point. Yes, you did. But in any case, so this time I decided, you know, I could go for Jurassic Park. Everyone knows I kind of like that movie. And everyone knows that it is a movie. <laughs> exactly. So I figured, you know what? I got to stay away from it. But, you know, it might rear its head at some point. So do not lose faith, my friends. <laughs> Right then. All right. So I decided I've got a couple of things I want to talk about, but they're eh, they could get a little bit lengthy. Let's be honest here. Okay. I'm gonna be so kind, like I am the kindosaurus. Oh. <laughs> and I'm gonna let you go ahead and share your first pick. Thank goodness. I'm glad I brought snacks for this. Ah. <laughs> uh, so it there is a time honored tradition in the motion picture business, and it's a little something called plagiarism. <laughs> Uh, of a sort, okay? I'm going to qualify this. So uh, there's a trend where movie producers will take a look at what movies, what big budget blockbusters are in production. And then in the time it takes for that film to get released, they will uh, shoot a quickie ripoff version of that big movie and then oh. rush that film out into theaters. Lame. Well, it's just a it's just a cash a cash grab mostly. Right. Um, recent examples of this are films such as Transmorphers, <laughs> Alien vs. Hunter, and The Da Vinci Treasure. Yeah. So, and all of these come from the same company, which is called The Asylum. They are known for producing what are called mockbusters. Which okay. is they will take, uh, you know, oh, we've got this big movie coming up. Let's do a rip off of it. <laughs> And release it on video or the Sci-Fi Channel or whatever to make a quick buck. So it's kind of like when you go to the dollar store, you're looking for Sunny D, but all you can get is Tampico? Basically, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. I kind of like Tampico, though. Yeah, I figured. Uh, <laughs> in any event, my pick has kind of a similar pedigree. Okay. So mine, my pick is the 1993 dino flick, Carnosaur. Really? Now, this is not about cars that transform into dinosaurs. No, it's not. No, it is not. I'm so glad you picked this. Now, see, this movie actually predates Jurassic Park in its release. Right. But not in its inception. <laughs> the movie itself is actually based on a novel just like Jurassic Park is. Right. And this novel came out years before Michael Crichton's novel. And there's some interesting similarities there. Uh-oh. Yeah, so basically the the novel deals with this, uh, you know, reclusive billionaire. He's got a private zoo. Hmm. He's using ancient DNA to make dinosaurs. kind of familiar. Yeah, not, not for a theme park, but just for himself. Oh, okay. And, you know, something goes wrong, all hell breaks loose, and yada, yada, yada. Right, right, right. And then years later, Michael Crichton came out with the novel Jurassic Park. So hmm. uh, it's kind of interesting, but... Even though the novel predates Michael Crichton's, mm -hmm. the movie sort of was that uh, the rights to the book were purchased by Roger Corman, who is the king mm. of the B movies. Yeah, he has made countless B movies in his career and been very successful at it. Mm. So he bought the rights to Carnosaur. Mm -hmm. So when he found out about Jurassic Park, he was like, "Oh, here we go! <laughs> I'm going to shoot this little no budget version of." Uh, of this novel and release it to take advantage of the hype for Jurassic Park. And that's exactly sure. what he did. The screenwriter changed a lot of the plot from the book. He basically, you know, 
took the whole thing and just threw it out and started over again. Uh, and they had the rights so they could just do whatever they wanted with it. Sure. Uh, but in the movie version, there's a mad scientist like you do. <laughs> you know, is there any other kind really? Yeah. They're all they're all pretty mad. So this mad scientist is using uh, genetically modified chickens okay. to hatch yeah. dinosaurs. So basically injecting the chickens with dino DNA, they hatch eggs, the eggs create or produce dinosaurs, right? right? Now, this is part of this, of course, mad scientist, ridiculous plot to replace the human race with dinosaurs. Oh. I know. Shame. We should just all live together in peace. I know. The earth was not made for us. She was made for the dinosaurs. The earth was scaled to their dimensions. Human beings are ants crawling through their living rooms. So you're going to give the earth back to the dinosaurs? Well, you might say that. That's, that's really fabulous. Like a great theme park. Instead of curiosity. Why? Why? Oh! Oh. Just imagine. An ugly, cancerous, gray planet. Littered with the dying remnants of biological life as we know it. I actively worked on that in industry and in government. Mm-mm. The Earth isn't ours to destroy. Ugh, I, w- I want a pet dinosaur. I would love a, pre- a pet Diplodocus. My cat, however, would probably not enjoy sharing the house <laughs> With a dinosaur. No. I mean, not for long, at least. Not for, no. Not for long, at least. Maybe a little... Oh, Oh, rest in peace, pumpkin. Sorry. Sorry, kitty. I didn't mean to do it. I kind of did, though. Yeah. Uh, So, one of these uh, genetically engineered dinosaurs, a Deinonychus, escapes and goes on this killing rampage, right? And so, an environmentalist and a night watchman... Hey, there's an idea for a TV show. An environmentalist <laughs> and a night watchman join forces to solve crimes. Or to and, protect the wall. Or Yeah, exactly. Whatever you got, you know. Uh, so they, uh, you know, work together to try to stop this scientist from destroying humanity. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time. Now, this movie culminates in a final battle between a T-Rex. Oh, yeah. And a backhoe loader. <laughs> What? So basically the tractor thing. Right, right, right. And It's always a T-Rex. It's always the T-Rex. Well, you got to have the big bad, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and this fight between the T-Rex and the backhoe loader uh-huh. <laughs> is almost shot for shot the same scene as in Aliens when the alien queen fights Ripley in the power loader. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is like one of those Disney things where they just copied the the frame by frame. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, that's, you know. Now, I got to say, though, Carnosaur is a pretty cool little low budget movie. Mm -hmm. Now, for Roger Corman, this was a big budget movie because it cost about $850,000. Wow. Which at the time, we're talking about 90s, was, you know, considerable for a low budget movie. But of course, all of the money pretty much went into the special effects. Sure. Now, Roger Corman, who, you know, He's uh, he's a veteran. He's been around a long, long time. Not about to use computer effects. <laughs> because, first of all, he didn't have access to any of that kind of stuff. And even still, Jurassic Park kind of pioneered that whole thing. So what does that leave Roger Corman with? 
So you Stop know, motion? that was actually that was the first um, that was the first idea. But they couldn't really do stop motion because the time it would take to do the stop motion would mean they wouldn't be able to release the film in order to, in time to take advantage of Jurassic Park's hype. Right. So it is all puppets and animatronics. Okay. <laughs> and they're actually not bad right, for yep. that kind of movie. I mean, it's uh, I, I give them all the credit in the world for at least trying to make it look good. Sure. You know, to have have the puppets and the animatronics, uh, you know, do what they're supposed to do without looking too cheesy. It gives it some kind of like legitimacy. It does. And, you know, uh, I'm not riding the coattails of Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of nostalgic for that kind of stuff. The right, practical yeah. the practical effects, yeah. you know, not the CG stuff, but because, you know, now every crappy low budget movie can afford to have some <laughs> CG effects. Right. You know, right. and yeah, I get it. Yeah, but get it's it. fine. Um the movie's also kind of bloody. Yeah. It's pretty bloody. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and for a for like this kind of movie, it's it doesn't, you know, it's not sanitized. It's not a kids it's not prehysteria. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, no, man. I still that. stand by that choice. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> Oof. Uh, and it has a very kind of a downbeat ending. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But it's still it's worth a look just for almost to have that for almost the nostalgic feel of it. Yeah. Uh, now, as I said before, this was this, the only reason this movie existed in the first place was because of Jurassic Park. Yep. Now they managed to get the film briefly released in theaters about four weeks before <laughs> Jurassic Park came out. Right. And it made a pretty respectable couple of you know couple of weekends at the box office for its low you know it, it wasn't released widely but it did pretty well for the time and the place that it was released sure. for the couple of weeks or so uh, but it really made its mark on home video <laughs> after it came out on VHS and you know DVD after that right. and all that so uh, you know it, it has its place in dino movie history appreciated uh, it also spawned several sequels <laughs> including Carnosaur 2 great title Mm. And Carnosaur 3, Primal Species. So, yeah. Carnosaur. Now, it's not, like I said, it's not the best movie in the world. Right. Eh. The Internet Movie Database gives it a 3.5 Ooh, out of ouch, 10. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Oh, no, no. Ouch. The best is yet to come. Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> is a whopping 11%. Wow. I know. I don't think that's fair. I really don't. I'm not. I'm not happy with that. Wow. Let, let's let's get that up, shall we, listeners? Yeah. Come on now. We could do it. No, I'm just. I mean, do you care really that? I much? don't. No, but no. it's a good flick. It's a good. I flick. like it a lot. I like it a lot. Now, here's the problem. It's not available on any of the normal streaming services mm-hmm. for rent. However, all three Carnosaur movies are available as of this recording for free on YouTube. It's always a place where you can find these things. I know. It's great. I mean, while they're there, sometimes they come and go. Right. But if you want to check it out, if you want to have a nice Carnosaur weekend, you can binge watch all three movies. It ain't going to take that mo- that much time. Sorry to say. steak while you're doing it. Exactly. Oh, you can be a carnivore while watching Carnosaur. Hey, I like that. <laughs> all right. Where's my assistant? Write that down. Write that down. Copyright it. Phyllis. Phyllis. Write that down. Oh, she's gone. Yeah, we fired her. We did? Episode two, where were you? Oh, that's right. You know, it all kind of runs together here in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Pressure and all that. 
It is. It is a lot of. Pr- oh, you mean like actual like pressure. sea pressure? Oh, yeah. What okay. kind of pressure were you talking about? Um, nothing. Okay. Never All mind. Right. Now that was my pick. Uh, so now I am going to turn over the entire rest of this five-hour podcast to my co-host. Oh man, Manda who is all about the dinos. So So I legitimately could have made this five hours, you know. Oh, I know. I decided that I wasn't going to, just for your own sanity, because I'm a kind, kindosaurus. <laughs> no? Yeah, you did that earlier. Okay. I, never mind. Okay. So there are two ways we could have gone this, right? We could have gone Jurassic Park, uh, huge explosions, super Hollywood, or we could have gone more like learning i chose in both of mine to go more learning and here's the reason why i love jurassic park that is no series or secret i i it is not it is not (laughs) but i i love entertainment i love to be thrilled i love to be scared i love that but not all the time sometimes my brain just wants to learn as much as i can hold in it we love learning we love learning pbs is my favorite sponsor us dun, 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 dun. yeah in any case um so i got a couple of choices my first one is probably my one of my all-time if not my favorite dinosaur programs ever okay i was 13 it was 1999 and it's called walking with dinosaurs oh yeah okay yeah. it's from the bbc it was originally i think broadcast in 1999 and then came over to the states a year later narrated in the uk by kenneth branna Ooh, yeah mr shakespeare yes midsummer night's dream is one of my favorite things but also my generation would probably know him from harry potter yeah or the director of thor yeah blown mind couldn't even believe it when i found that out a seven-ton male stegosaurus He too is a herbivore, but very dangerous. The large plates on his back are primarily there for display. It is the meter-long spikes on his tail that make him so lethal. These he can wield with devastating effect, despite having a very small brain for his body size. The crash moves further down the canyon, away from the Stegosaurus. But two Allosaurus have also been drawn here by the smell of prey. Confused and intimidated by the herbivore's display, the Allosaurus backs down. And then also when it came over to the States, it was re-recorded by someone called Avery Brooks, who I oh, guess Avery was on Brooks. Star, Star Trek. Trek. Deep yeah. Space Nine. Yeah. Captain Sisko. Yeah, no idea what that means, but apparently it's a good thing. <laughs> you know what? Because of this, because you get to do your dinosaur show, I'm going to get to do a Star Trek show. <laughs> And you're just gonna have to sit there and listen, it's like I'm quiet. doing right now. It's gonna be so quiet on my end. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So <clears throat> let's see if we can narrow this down because it's so important that people watch this. One, it's fantastic, and two, it actually it was filmed and I think presented in the style of a serious documentary. Now, what do I mean about that? Of course, dinosaurs are serious; they're real. We've proven that, right? But again, most of these things will go towards the more fantastical side, especially in the representations of the dinosaurs themselves, um, and also catering to the more populous, right? So, like the more T Rex. Everybody loves T Rex. Everybody loves um, a great fight between a T Rex and a Triceratops, and all these things, right? Or my favorite is um, T-Rex and a Stegosaurus. Fun fact, they didn't live at the same time. Oh. The Stegosaurus lived about 
60 odd million years before the t-rex who was more like late cretaceous and anyways i'll get to that in a minute it's part of my fun facts but in any case (laughs) this is a six-part series it includes dinosaurs their lives and the lives of their contemporaries um in the mesozoic which of course encompasses the range of geological time from about 252 million to about 66 million years ago that's the mesozoic era i thought the earth was only 6,000 years old oh my god anyways i need deprogramming i'm sorry (laughs) where is the reset button on you (laughs) um it is filmed using at the time now of course this was 1999 but at the time cutting edge graphics computer generated graphics to the point where it was unheard of that these representations of the animals would be so realistic and so mind-blowing you know that you could it's like for example when you first watched lord of the rings yeah uh or or really the the two towers and you saw a golem and you were like wait a minute this is so good i don't even know this is a cgi character um it was kind of like that for folks back then um i think i remember watching it when i was in high school because it was presented in, I think, in my bio class, at least one of the episodes. And because each episode was kind of like, <clears throat> let's say, the beginning of the Mesozoic, which was kind of like, you know, uh, I couldn't even imagine, but like, we're talking, I don't know, like deep sea creatures and, uh, you know, things like that. Then we move into more like the land creatures. Then we move into more like, you know, T Rex and, and so on and so forth. But whatever period of. I was learning in biology that one of those episodes corresponded to it. So we watched it. So I kind of just started loving it from there, but six episodes and they give, I want to say a more as realistic as you can be view into the lives of specific groups of dinosaurs, really all up until their demise, which happened about 66 million years ago with the KPG event, otherwise known as the Cretaceous Paleogene Extinction event. Of course. Yes. That is, you know, when it's theorized that a giant asteroid hit the Panama Canal (laughs) and wiped out Earth. Well, basically all living things that were not in the sea, most of them survived, and also like non-avian dinosaurs. So, of course, there's avian dinosaurs and non-avian dinosaurs. Avian meaning pertaining to bird right yeah okay cool it's funny that you mentioned (laughs) that that movie carnosaur was talking about using a chicken because of course chickens are basically feathered dinosaurs and they're delicious yes especially fried Mm. i also like mine grilled sometimes Ooh, yes yeah i would say that i am a connoisseur of dinosaurs in all fashions because you know i eat chicken you know all right um anyways Please continue. Please continue. So, this was so popular. It won so many awards, including uh, an Emmy Award, an actual Emmy Award for sound editing, for best outstanding nonfiction sound editing. It also won, like, a bunch of BAFTAs, which is the British version of our television award show ceremony thing. Um, And a lot of those were for innovation. Like, it was that popular. People were so excited. We had educators. We had... um, you know, scientists, paleontologists, everyone was praising this show because it was for all generations. Literally, anybody found excitement and pleasure in watching this from the youngest kids to their adults, to their parents, right? Side note, I did read an article recently in Apple News which told me <laughs> that if a child exhibits a love and obsession for dinosaurs past the age of three, they're going to have a higher IQ. 
No way. You Legit- read that? I legitimately read it. And typically it's more towards boys, but girls can love dinosaurs too. It's 2019, people. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. Oh, man. Anyways. Keep writing um, 18 on my checks. Yeah, well. Oh, doesn't you hate when that happens, though? Yeah. It takes me about six months to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the greatest thing, I think, to come out of this, too, is like just so mind-blowing to me because I haven't lost that love of dinosaurs. They did a live show where they had giant animatronics, puppets, like huge, huge, realistic-looking dinosaurs that were all centered in a stage, and they would walk around. You get to see the interactions between, like, I don't know. I think it's like, <laughs> like, why are you filming me? This better not be like, you know, blackmail later. I'm doing nothing. Oh, okay. So, um, and I think they went on tour from like 2000 to like 2013, somewhere around there. I never got a chance to see it, but apparently it's amazing. Also, guess what is coming? To the East Coast next year. Dinosaurs? Jurassic World Live. What? what no. Yes. Uh, how is that possible? So, on a similar vein, they're going to have giant, giant animatronic dinosaurs. They're, they're, it's just going to be an explosion of the, fantra, the, the franchise in a theater, right? It's amazing. So, my tickets have already been bought. They've been bought for a couple of weeks since they announced them, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, and on the ticket, it says specifically... Anybody over the age of 13 is not allowed to dress up in costume. <laughs> what? They literally dictated that in the ticket. I'm not even joking. So there goes my plans. No cosplay? No cosplay. Can't be a T-Rex this That's year. a bummer. Not yeah. even those little... You know what? I think they're worried about those inflatable costumes. I really do. In all seriousness, they probably don't want people like catch themselves on fire or like having to blow themselves up all the time. Because you know, those inflatable <laughs> dinosaur costumes are cute, but they're also really super obnoxious. They really are. But I do enjoy seeing the T-Rex do like it, everyday things. Like I've seen a video on YouTube where T-Rex was driving a tractor, T-Rex going to McDonald's, like all these funny things. But that was funny like for a while. Yeah. Admittedly, it's over now. Yeah. I, I totally get that. So, that is a fantastic um, series. It's so realistic, it's so informative, and it's not boring. It's not the typical, like, okay, lecture me. Even though I love that style, I know that everyone doesn't. Mm. It, it's just, you have to check it out. So, it, uh, scores, right? IMDb gives it an 8.5. Metacritic did not have a rating, which is, okay, whatever. Rotten Tomatoes, are you ready? 94% audience score. Mm, that's impressive. 94%. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, on the mandameter. <laughs> on the mandameter. I'm sure that you are very surprised by this. Not but Not at all. No. <laughs> but I think it's fantastic. It's one of my first memories into my like adult, teenage, lifehood area that I can really remember thinking, yep, this is what I want to do when I grow up. This is what I love. Unfortunately. That didn't work out. It did not. <laughs> but I can... I went to school for history, so I kind of, but not really. Yeah, never mind. Anyways, where can you watch this? Um, you can buy it straight from the BBC, which is amazing because I still carry it. You can buy it on DVD, actually, through the BBC. Um, you can also watch it for free on something called the Curi- Curiosity Stream. Oh, yeah, it's a paid subscription, but they have tons and tons of things that are obscure for learning purposes. So mm. I logged in, created an account, and on the first, like the homepage, you can find out how uh, Nikola Tesla made some of his coils, like the wow. in-depth manufacture of it. Again, curiosity right. for the mind, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's also available for purchase on Apple iTunes for $10.99. Wow, the whole series? Yeah. 
cool. all six episodes very cool yeah it's amazing it, it was so good i i loved every single episode so there is one thing i will caution you against and because i'm yeah do you remember ace ventura the second movie no because i blocked it out of my memory okay well let me refresh you he uh, gets stuck in a rhino oh yeah that i remember <laughs> and has to essentially give birth to himself yeah there are a couple of scenes of dinosaurs giving birth which you may find uncomfortable <laughs> Not so much as the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, you know dinosaurs, whatever. Um, but please, 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 please watch it. Give it a give it a give it a shot. It, you're just not going to be disappointed. Now, do those uh, those dinos give birth naturally, or did they have to have a C-section or Cretaceous section? That was actually really amazing. Thank you. That was really really good. I have no complaints against oh, that. Oh, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> That's nice. All right. Did you have another pick? No. Okay, then. Because I figured you were probably just going to dominate this entire thing. <laughs> and I was right. Well, let me go on to my second pick. Sure. Shall we? Sure. So, my second pick is, this guy's a personal, personal hero of mine. Have you heard of Sir David Attenborough? Uh, yeah. yeah. Obvious, right? So he, Netflix just released, um, I believe last year, a new documentary with him series. It's called, well, actually in the UK, it's called Attenborough and the Giant Dinosaur. However, we're going to refer to it today by PBS's title, Raising the Giant Dinosaur. A few years ago, a man found a simply gigantic bone that was going to astonish science. Absolutely. Amazing. That first bone led to the discovery of others. They could only have come from a dinosaur. What a thrill it must have been to see it when it was alive. So, um, basically, Sir David Ember, and if you didn't know, he's got a numerous amount of titles. He's a lord of the realm, protector of the realm, sir of this. He's just a fantastic guy. He's worked for the BBC for God knows how many years. He's in his 90s, mm. still doing TV programs, and... He is the brother of the late, amazing Richard Attenborough, who what? Da, 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 happens to be John Hammond from the Jurassic Park That's franchise. That's exactly right. So, um, this one, he is in Patagonia, which, by the way, is a beautiful country from what I've seen in this. It's just amazing. And basically, the story goes, a farmer uh, found this giant rock poking out of the ground. He's like, well, I'll see what that is. Turns out it's a ginormous thigh bone from a titanosaur. Ooh. Titanosaur is a sauropod, so it's a quadrupedal, long-necked uh, dinosaur. It's, I mean, it's huge. It weighs like, I don't know, 70 tons, something like that. Is there going to be a quiz on this later? <laughs> there might be. Damn. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's just intertwined, these facts. Um, anyways, he's there discovering it, and he's helping the team kind of dig through the rubble, recreate the dinosaur using really up-to-date 3D technology. In fact, some of the um, shots have Sir David Attenborough on like this giant... Um, I don't even know what you would call it. Like a giant... What are those things that like lift you up when you're working on telephone cable? Like a cherry picker? Yeah, kind of. Something like that. And then he is looking out into like this void. But really, you're seeing the, the 3D representation of this giant dinosaur. But it gives you an internal view of its heart, its lungs, its bones, cool. its nerve system. It's so cool. But throughout that, you get to learn some more facts, right? Um, turns out, and I don't want to spoil it, but it's really important that you know this. <laughs> this is, to date, the largest dinosaur ever discovered. Mm. It's larger, 10% larger than the Argentinosaurus, which was discovered, I think, oh, Jesus, I don't even know, a long, long time ago. And... 
they piece together almost all of it. Now, unfortunately, like with many fossil hunts, they weren't uh, able to get a giant complete skull. So they had to kind of, you know, interpret using other dinosaurs, modern day birds, reptiles, et cetera, et cetera. And what they came up with was like just absolutely fantastic. And once again, the CGI and the 3D graphics are absolutely on par. It's amazing. Um, he's super informative. Like just oh yeah, like he's just a, an all around really cool guy. Like I kind of wish he was my grandfather. No offense to my grandfather, rest in peace. But I kind of just wish that he was like in my life. He just brings me joy. Just like listening to him. He's so smart. He's so asked like really poignant questions. You know, sometimes you watch these documentaries and you're like, what does that have to do with anything? But he literally asked a question that I was thinking while watching it so cool so so cool um so it's on netflix right now and it's for free so if you have a subscription to netflix um you can also buy it i believe through the bbc as well and also through pbs so uh, just you got to check it out he's amazing i love him he's in his 90s like i said doing these programs i mean just watch it it's fantastic and also again i know more towards the learning side not necessarily the more hollywood side but that's where i had to go you know that's right. where my heart my heart went. So, let's see. Scores. IMDb gives it a 7.9, which I think was unfair because I know it was only an hour, but it could have gotten a little bit more. Um, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic didn't have enough reviews, which is totally fine because it's not actually super old. It's really recent. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Again. <laughs> Surprise. Once again, not shocked at all. <laughs> um, because I love it. the length was great, the content was amazing. David Attenborough is just so fun and so awesome and so clever, and it was something I hadn't seen before, which was um, actually the process of excavating all the way through to the recreation. And you'll get to find out there are many teams around the world that were involved in this. People in California and in Canada were all involved in the recre- the recreation of this giant wow. well plaster dinosaur. Mm. So my two picks. Oh, guess what? It's also free on the Hoopla app, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know we talked about that a yeah, while yeah. ago. And it's something... What was the song called? What's with the Hoopla? Or? Knee Deep in the Hoopla. Yeah. The album from Starship. Yeah. That has... Uh, that song. What's that, that song called? Song. We built this yeah, city. Yeah, that's the, the one. Road. That's we the one. We built this city. <laughs> Remember the Muppets redid that, though? And that was pretty good? Uh, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it's in their movie. Anyways, so those are my, my two... Um, picks although i had way more content i just want you to know at the kindness of my heart i shortened it for you all right so okay on that note though yeah i'm sure that aside from the sort of more non-fictiony dinosaur stuff Mm -hmm. you probably have some that you on the fiction side would have you know like to have highlighted as well well i'm so glad that you mentioned that really i am because i do have this section called honorable mentions Uh, i had a feeling yeah so Let's see. If you have somehow escaped Jurassic Park. And frankly, you've been in a coma for 30 years. Yeah. Where have you been? You have to see this. Okay. Because it is the epitome of cool Hollywood dinosaur. Also, Jeff Goldblum. Like, hello. Yeah. How do you go wrong with that? I mean, honestly. Um, then, of course, you also want to see The Land Before Time. Because every Don Bluth film will make you cry. Yes, it will. But it will stick with you forever. Which is probably not a great thing, because I still cry about this. But just watch it, okay? Because Littlefoot is so cute, and he's so tiny, and oh, I love him. Um, I also decided that an honorable mention would be We're Back. 
I don't know if you've seen that. It's an animated film where dinosaurs actually come back to like mid-century and they can speak and they <laughs> yeah. it, 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 just okay. watch it it's also on netflix um and then i also thought you might get a kick out of the last day of the dinosaur which is an animal planet documentary oh. available right now on their website you can rent it you can also find it bits and pieces on youtube and also probably my favorite honorable mention would be planet dinosaur it was narrated by john hurt oh wow okay which he was pretty awesome yeah, yeah. that by the way is olivander if people didn't know but also a million other things yeah yeah <laughs> so those are my things i've got a couple of fun facts for you because i figure you know we always need to roll out with a couple of fun facts sure but uh before we do that i have two honorable mentions <gasps> of my own. you do yes i do i'm surprised but i'll allow it okay number one uh the uh early 70s comedy caveman uh, which stars Ringo Starr and Dennis Quaid as two cavemen. cavemen. Yes. Now, of course, this is not historically accurate because we're dinosaurs there with the cavemen. No. But it is one of the most ridiculous comedies I've ever seen. Uh, it's just, if you can find it, watch it because it is so dumb, but so crazy funny. <laughs> I mean, it's Ringo Starr He's as a caveman. caveman. I get that, but Dennis yeah. Quaid? Dennis Quaid as the handsome caveman. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's no English spoken in the movie. It's all in their cave language. Like grunting? Yes. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, the uh, other honorable mention uh, could very well be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And that's Theodore Rex. Oh, uh, my with God. With Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, yes. Uh, where it's just, it's a reality oh. where dinosaurs evolved and humans evolved. <laughs> he wears sneakers too. He wears sneakers. Yeah, uh, yeah and they're they're oh. de- they're cops, and it's just oh, so man, so 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 bad. Oh uh, god! But it's one of those where you just you know park your brain, watch it, see how long you can last, right? Until you turn it off. <laughs> so yeah, Theodore. That Rex is so good. I wish that I thought T- of that. Rex. Or the Dinosaurs show. Do you remember that? It oh, was, yeah, the Dinosaurs TV Jim show, Jim Henson ABC. puppets, yeah. Uh, very bleak ending on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you, you know... <laughs> Not the I'm daddy. the baby, gotta love me, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Not the mama. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of a weird... Yeah. That was a weird show. It really was, because it was it towed the line. Yeah, it's like, just so strange. Like, it was super adult at some times. Yeah. Like, yeah. my parents wouldn't let me watch it all the time. It's just crazy. But so it, got, those, those are, are good. Those are a few on it. So those are really good. Now let's hear some of your facts. My fun facts. Your fun facts. Well, we'll so, see about that. Wh- <laughs> so I think I already talked about what when dinosaurs lived, right? Do you know what dinosaurs actually are? Uh, they're carbon-based life forms? Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I but don't know where you're going with this. they're a diverse group of reptiles, mm-hmm. right? So they're not whales, they're not megalodons. They're not pterodactyls. <laughs> oh, man. I, there's a whole episode I could do about like the differences between and what people think are dinosaurs. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. Okay, okay, fine. I know this is my one episode I can dedicate. Yes. Okay. So, in 1842, the English naturalist uh, Richard, I think he's Sir Richard Owen, coined the term dinosauria, which is derived from the Greek dinos, meaning fearfully great <laughs> which i guess makes sense sure. right and saurus meaning lizard so like huge giant scary lizard godzilla y- yeah <laughs> gojira so uh i think that's pretty much it but oh oh yeah i think i already mentioned it too it was already a fun fact but like how some people think that t-rex can fight a stegosaurus except stegosaurus lived like millions of years before t-rex 
Yeah, so that and would not have happened. M- most people actually do that. We lump dinosaurs into the same time period. But in fact, a lot of them didn't even cross. And of course, the way we know this is because they're fossilized in, in, in different levels of the, the, the earth. You know what I mean? Like volcanic ash versus like whatever, this and that. So yeah, that's pretty much that. But anyways, this was a great episode for me. It, it is. But I, I have one more thing that I would like to add. You have a fun have fact? A, no, I have a question for you. Oh, okay, cool. So there have been several Jurassic Park movies released. Oh, man, I knew this was coming. Rank them for me. Oh, I can't. Yes, you can. Oh, no, I you can't. You have no choice. Oh. You God. are on the air. Okay, all right. Um. Uh, all right, I'll go worst to best. Okay. Fine, go right ahead. Okay. Worst, number four. Worst, Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay. Next would be... Hmm, this is so tough. I, oh, please don't hate me, fans. Um, I've got to go Lost World. I know. I, and here's the reason why. I loved Jeff Goldblum. I loved that movie. I'm not even... I, I mean, I, I truly did. But I... <sighs> Roland Tembo just pisses me off. So I, I just can't. Um, next would be, believe it or not, Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Um, I do love the new movies. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they're great. I just, I didn't like the ending of Fallen Kingdom and I didn't like how disjointed it was. It felt like one movie, half of the movie was one movie, half was the other movie. Um, then of course we're going to go the first Jurassic World and then Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fair. Yeah. That was tough. No, I know. I, I put you on the spot. Yeah. I wasn't, this wasn't planned, but you made it. Okay, yeah, we're good. Okay, all, all right. right. So we've come to that time in the episode where we like to do shout outs. And I think I'm going to do something called shout outs slash check them outs, right? Okay. So we will shout out some people that we really, really like. Um, for example, the Belligerence podcast. Yes. They gave us a huge shout out on one of their episodes recently. And thank you so much to those guys. Jay and Dean are hilarious. They're so funny. They really are. They're, you know, it's a great family oriented podcast. Do not lie. It's, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's no, called Belligerence for a reason. It's filthy. It's funny though. Okay. It it's is, so funny. And it honestly, fl- funny. <laughs> funny. They're good friends of ours. Thank you yes. so much for the shout out. Guys. Absolutely. Really guys. appreciate it. Guys Go ahead are awesome. and check them out on Apple podcasts. Um, I believe they're also on Anchor as well. Yes. Um, I'd also like to say hi to Jay and to Enoch and to Raven, Wayne, a bunch of our subscribers. Mm-hmm. We have gotten so many cool comments on Instagram too by some more followers of you know other podcasts. Exactly. And they got to us from um, Podbean, which is amazing. Right. I love Definitely. Podbean. Yeah, Podbean's our a platform. Great, uh, platform for us. They really are, and they take care of us. And look out for in September they'll be featuring us too. That's right. Which is pretty awesome. And now for the check them out sort of things i think if you are so inclined go ahead and check out the website of the american museum of natural history based in new york that is amnh.org and you can find so many cool things i mean not only i mean obviously exhibits and whatnot but like facts classes there and it's just really a great great representation of the american side of uh dinotopia as it were Mm. And then, um, last but not least, I want to say a huge hello to two of my favorite podcasts ever, the Jurassic Park podcast and I Know Dino. So I obviously have mentioned them before, too, because they're just really great to listen to. But specifically around this episode, um, the Jurassic Park podcast really encompasses everything that any fan would want to talk about. Um, They have this cool segment called The Mailbag, where you can kind of call in, you can email in, you can tweet in all your questions, and they will answer them. And it's really a diverse 
group of people that answer these things but it's all fans it's a huge community and it's really really awesome um hi to brett because he always lets me like uh ask him questions on his instagram live feeds and all that um and then also i know dino garrett and sabrina are really really like clerically smart people <laughs> they're so awesome they work really well together and they present the latest news right and so it's not geared towards like hollywood movies blockbusters and all that but it's really like here's the latest news the new dinosaur that's found the new you know exhibit the new museum blah 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 whatever it is um and they also sent me a postcard last year really they did from new mexico and because they visited svp which is the society of vertebrate paleontology um essentially what they are is they advance sciences and i guess the in the world of vertebrate let's call vertebrate paleontology world they do that let's anyways call it, let's call it that let's call it that svp for short yeah. so hi to i know dino and jurassic park uh podcast go and subscribe to them um i'm certainly gonna tag them in this post <laughs> wow okay then <laughs> so that's all for this episode of dino talk i know i'm so sorry uh, but thank time, you for listening next time we will revert to our usual format don't know what that's going to be yet, Which is but we're going to figure that out. To not appease me in my childish fantasy. 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 Wow. I got so excited about that. That post. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take another journey into the depths of streaming media on our next episode. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Yes. For Fiddlesticks, the only podcast spoken entirely in old timey swear words. So that's going to be good. You got to stay. You stick around for that one, okay? Hey, whippersnappers. Oh man! All right. So you ready? Don't be vulgar. No, of course yeah. not. I'm ready. All right. You ready? Yes. Three, two, two, one. Did you hear that? What? <gasps> See you next week. Bye. Special thanks to Spirits of the Symphonic and Echo Craft for our amazing theme music. Links to both artists can be found on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.podbean.com. If you like us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media.